This is the Mickey Miles and More podcast. Your one stop for information on Disney races, Disney vacations, Disney theme parks, and more. Now, here are your hosts for the Mickey Miles and More podcast. Michelle Scribner-McLean, Chris Eliopoulos, and Mike Scopa. Welcome home, Milers, and welcome back to another episode of Mickey Miles and More, a podcast where three friends talk about the Disney parks, the Disney races, and whatever else comes up. I'm Chris Eliopoulos, and with me, as always, is Dr. Michelle Scribner-McLean. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Chris. How are you? How's Doing everything? Well. Everything's going well. Good. I, uh, I was going to start talking about my, my kitchen renovation, but uh, we'll save that for a whole other show. We could just have a renovation podcast, because the bathroom renovation here. There you go. And it looks like that's moving forward. I wanted to tell you a few things before we introduce our other lovely co-hosts. First of all, uh, one of my assignments for my students' digital literacy class is that they have to evaluate the materials for Xavier in the Secret Museum this week. So they have to go in and watch the show and look at the materials to see if they would use it. Nice. We'll see what they say. I know. I I love it. Yes. Um, I want to mention a few things, a few shout outs. Uh, First is to our dear friend Masayo and who listens from Japan. We had a chance to do a Zoom chat with her uh, 13 hours ahead. She was 13 hours ahead. So it was really nice to. What was the future like? I know. I I said hello from yesterday. Um, So so hello to Messiah and thanks for listening. We hope to see you at Walt Disney World again sometime soon. And then also um, some a shout out to some folks from the Mickey Milers running team who are going to join me right in my little section at the Boston Marathon. We have a whole group of people and they are Kristen McWilliams, Phil Cordero, Steve Cantafio and Sandy Began. Um, and if I've forgotten somebody, please let me know. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited because there's going to be a whole troop of people running buddies there and we'll take lots of pictures. And yeah. yeah, can't wait to see them. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Hopefully you have a nicer day than the, it wasn't like really rainy last year. No, it was actually really nice last year. Oh, was but it? In New England in April, it could be 70 or it could be 30 and snowing. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the only the only constant is we're all wearing our Boston Marathon volunteer jackets. Yeah. But other, under that, there may be many layers or few layers. So. Well, I hope you get the good weather. Thank you. Uh, also with us is the Dean of Disney himself, Mr. Mike Scopa. Hi, Mike. Hi, Chris. I was going to talk about my knee renovation, but we don't have <laughs> enough time for that. I also wanted to say hi to Masayo. And yes, that uh, conversation was like back to the future because she was 13 hours ahead. And yeah. one of the things I wanted to mention before we get going into our very busy show today is that uh, a lot of the things that we have been talking about on the uh, podcast the last month or two was pretty much mentioned by Masayo. She uh, was talking about the frustrations and the, the thoughts and, um, uh, you know, she's on the other side of the, the planet and, um, she was she's very informed she keeps uh she keeps track of what's going on she's to me she's like a super disney person a lot of the things that we've been saying she sort of re-emphasized anyways that's yeah. my thought michelle did you have something else you wanted to add oh no no just in a just before we start in a oh my god sort of moment i have a friend and her family of four went to Walt Disney World and Universal for 10 days. They had a rental car. They stayed off property. Chris, any any idea? She told me how much it costs. And even I was shocked. Off property, 
10 days. Um, how many people? Four people, two Four? adults, two kids. Uh, oh God, I'm, I'm going to say six grand. And I'm low balling just so you can go really high and make us all feel bad. $13,000. Yeah. $13,000. Also, my, my bestie in uh, Parker, Colorado is going with her kids to a cheerleader weekend, another family of four, for three days. We were on the we're on the phone trying to talk about strategies. Five thousand dollars. Yeah. For three days. <laughs> so, so basically, it's coming in that's, line. That's with, with no car. I was that's gonna say it's no coming car. in line with the uh, the the Disney star uh, the the Star Wars the Star Cruiser night. You get two nights for six grand. It's gonna be the same thing everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So but, anyway, um, just to knock your socks off before we start. Yeah, the money thing. Um, well, since we've sort of did a uh, did the, your your. Um, your trip recap uh, for the last few weeks. Uh, we have some news to catch up on. So we figured we would do not a lightning lane, but a, a lightning round of news bullets for everybody. I know sometimes you actually listen to us for what's happening in uh, Disney World other than high cost, long lines and unworking Genie Plus systems. So uh, I'm going to get the ball rolling and we're going to start and just kind of barrel through all of these, maybe have a conversation or two about a few parts of them. But um, the first one up is uh, I actually enjoyed uh, expect to see the minivan service return this summer. Uh, no date is given, but possibly early June uh, availability and pricing is going to be announced soon. Uh, uh, before closure, a one way trip to or from the uh, Orlando airport was $155 plus tip. Um, I know, I think for us. In a minivan? In a min- that was just one way, wow. I believe. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say, I think we, we we took one from the yacht to Magic Kingdom, and I think it cost like 25 bucks somewhere in the neck of the woods at the time. I don't remember exactly. It's been a couple of years. So um, that was, you know, I, I think it, the regular Lyft drivers are cheaper. But you get to go in that cool minivan and you get to park right up front at uh, the Magic Kingdom. So who knows? Michelle, what's next? Well, if you know me, you know I'm not really a big ice cream fan. So it's good that this one's on my list. Um, yeah, I don't have the ice cream gene. I can have ice cream once a year and be very satisfied. But there is, I know Mike is excited because down in Disney Springs, um, there was a used to be a silver shop there, but now they've been working on it since last summer. It is something called the Salt and Straw Ice Cream Shop, and it's going to open this summer at Disney Springs. And they're currently hiring, and it may open in May. I think Mike will be there in line. It's kind of a small footprint. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it, and also, AMC closed, too. <laughs> AMC got knocked down, which was a big favorite of ours. So not sure what's going in there. But, uh, yeah, do you like ice cream, Chris? I'm like you. I will have it once in a while. Like I go to Beaches and Cream and just get the Noe Jose, and that's like that'll keep me going for another year or two. Yeah, like I'm not, I'll just have a few bites of Mike's, and I'm happy. But you have a few I'm bites like, of Mike? Ew. <laughs> Mike's. I didn't know this is a cannibal show. I would, I would Very have, fattening. <laughs> I would have a donut or something else before, or French fries before I'd have that. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike. What's next? So Hoopty Doo has been closed for a long time. However. Get ready. It's going to return on June 23rd, and um, it will be a revamped Hoopty Doo show. And by that, I mean there will be some changes to the script. I think they're also going to change the scenery. Obviously, the prices are going to be changed. 
Um, I believe that on May 26th is the day that you can start making reservations for Hoopty Doo. Uh, one more thing I wanted to mention about Hoopty Doo. Um, they they bring things to the table family style and it's very it's very uh it's it's pretty much framed for for meat lovers but you can ask for alternatives and i believe uh, they'll bring you salmon if you're a pescatarian uh, if you're a pescatarian and if you're a vegetarian they bring you wood i don't know um <laughs> what? i don't know tree bark because that's, that's what I'm eating all the time. Is what uh, it's a carb fast for vegetarians. There's macaroni and cheese, or at least there was in the past. Um, corn on the cob. Make me a meal of corn on the cob. I'm happy. And mashed yeah. potatoes. So it's a lot of carbs, and I think there's some green stuff in there too, like string beans or something like that. But Try the gray stuff. Yeah, it's, it's delicious. delicious. But I love that show. I'm really. I, it's like a once a year. Got to go see that show. So Chris, have you seen it? Never been. Wow. Yeah. It's very hokey. It's yes. Very, like, tongue well, I told you, I'm not, I'm not big on live shows. Um, yeah. And yeah. so uh, I get kind of embarrassed for them. It's, yeah. uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, like if I'm in an audience, I get called out, I get freaked out. So the, the thought of that happening would throw me throw. I would not enjoy the, the meal or the show. So that's what I, I was thinking of you last night, not to go off on a tangent, but watching the first episode of Moon Knight, that's what I felt like. I felt like I did not want to watch this anymore because it was stressing me out so much about that character and his issues and his anxiety. Sure. I, was, I thought this is much, must be what Chris feels when he's watching a live show. All the time. Oh, Ooh, wow. talking. <laughs> wow. Hey, Siri, stop. Do not say that word, C-R-I-O-U-S. <laughs> oh, oh, I get it. Okay, so uh, next up, uh, interesting enough, uh, we've experienced it, but uh, the park availability is kind of getting a little scary. In April, the 1st through the 22nd, uh, the Magic Kingdom is not even available for reservation. Um Interestingly enough, just before this recording, I got an email saying uh, people with Disney Plus – could get up to 25% off for stays at the Magic King, uh, staying at the uh, the Disney Resort uh, throughout the summer. But I'm thinking the way this is going, it sounds like uh, it's going to be a little bit busy. What we should qualify uh, the park availability uh, stuff uh, in many cases, in all cases, there are, I believe, there are three types of status you could have. Uh, when you go to uh, check to see about park availability, one is um, just ticket holders who are not on the property, uh, ticket holders who are on the property, and annual pass holders. And I believe when you go to the park availability calendar, you can click on a box to, to describe what your status is. So in some cases, uh, the, a park may not be available for, let's say, uh, people who are not annual pass holders, but for annual pass holders, that particular park may be available that particular day. It's very, very complicated. I just wanted to qualify that, Michelle. So can you um, maybe not get a park and then try again that morning and see if you can get in? Or is that pretty much, you know, like if you and Chris were going to Epcot and I couldn't get in and then um, maybe I tried at seven or eight or nine o'clock, does it open up? 
I don't know. I, I would guess that there are certain, uh, there's a certain threshold for each park and the, the number of guests who have signed up for park availability for that park on that particular day contributes to that threshold or number. And once that threshold is surpassed, it's a no go. So I don't know. Interesting. Well, it's going to be interesting to see the lines, the availability, how how much of the uh, hotels fill up. Going to be historic. Historic. All right, Michelle, what's next? All right. So I know this is something you're going to be excited about because Chris loves to get a hug from Tigger every once Ooh. in a while. <laughs> but you're going to be able to start hugging your characters. You won't have to just sort of look like they're photobombing you in the back um, beginning April 18th. You can meet and greet and hug at least some of your favorite characters, um, but it will be done in phases. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, don't care. Don't care. <laughs> I I actually personally don't want to do it, but I do enjoy seeing kids do it. Like I'll, it makes me smile if I see yeah, sure. kids getting little hugs. And I know, you know, I know the first time my oldest met Buzz Lightyear, it was like changed his whole world. The look on his face and to get oh, a hug from Buzz Lightyear. So. So I like that. But My kids not, used not to cry me. and scream every time they saw a uh, a character in costume. It was just both of them. Both uh, huh. our first meal on property when we first got there, uh, it was a character uh, meet and greet breakfast thing, and uh, Chip and Dale came by and they hid under the table. They wouldn't come out for the rest of the meal. So and it just went like that. the 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 parades. They would scream and hide as characters went by they wanted nothing to do with the characters it both of them wow yep what about santa um no same thing um easter bunny they, they would cry they just didn't want anything to do with these weirdos dressed up in wonky costumes so that's why they cry every time they see mike speaking of mike Brett's, what's I, next on the I, list i have a chippendale story for another show okay um, chippendale dancers or oh yeah okay. Chippendale, yeah. You were a Chippendale dancer. Mm, that's true. They were dead. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Uh, let's see. So it's been Behind 20. Me. It's been, this is, this kind of, this little uh, notice is related to what we're talking about a few minutes ago, Chris, about the lines. Because for the first time in 23 months, now, first time in 25 months, every single resort is now back in business so the last one to open or reopen was all-star sports so now all the walt disney world property resorts are open full-time which means all the rooms are available which means it could go to capacity which means oh my god a lot more people in the park which means oh my god longer lines to add to that a little side note uh luau cove which has the which is where the Hawaiian Luau was held. Um, that is going to be the site of a new DVC building. So for Polynesian. So we're just going to keep adding rooms. We're not going to add any, any more parks. Um, I, I think that as this constant building and adding of rooms comes about, we may be hearing a, a clamor or a yell for that fifth park. And even though we do have a fifth park. I think they're just going to build another layer onto the parks that are already there, like a like a parking garage. They'll just go up one layer. So you have oh, you upstairs Magic Kingdom, downstairs Magic I, Kingdom. And, and I realize it's expensive to build a theme park, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, if these lines get so long that, you know, 
you can't even enjoy the parks for the money you're paying. Why, why bother, right? You know, Mike looks so lost. You look so he's yep, checking things no, out. You're right. Um, all right, let's get a little specific into uh, the parks themselves. Speaking of, uh, we're going to start off with the Magic Kingdom. Um, one of my favorites, I, I, I've missed this for years, is the Walt Disney Railroad. Seems to be returning soon now that we see the, the tracks and the overhang for the Tron ride have been almost completed. Uh, they have to build up uh, the, the tracks through that. So you get to actually go through the Tron ride and then um, the tunnels being constructed. Um, I'm excited about this. I used to love this with the kids. I used to love to sit on that railroad, go around the park and, uh, and, and enjoy the, the, a quiet time and get off one place and get back on and then go out somewhere else. So I'm excited for that one. You guys. I love it. Yeah. Just really kind of peaceful and fun. Yeah. Good Connects break. Waltz. Yeah. So what else, Michelle? Well, you know, if I were to use the phrase, Mike likes a good, it could be answered many ways. Mike likes a good pizza. Mike likes a good trip to Costco. Mike Dole Whip. Like, Mike likes a good Dole Mike likes a good, very, very long text that's written like a book. But one thing that Mike really <laughs> likes at the Magic Kingdom, am I wrong? Is no. dessert parties. Mike likes a good dessert party. It's something that started a few years ago. And why do I like it? And they're back. Well, you can you can talk about it yourself, but they are going to be back at least at the Magic Kingdom, and Mike will be all over that. He, It's not because of the desserts, funnily enough. Mike, funnily? Why? Is that a new word? Yes. So a few years ago, uh, I remember waiting on Main Street USA for the fireworks. I forget, it might have been Wishes or whatever. And I thought, boy, this is a pain in the neck, waiting 30 <laughs> minutes, 45 Everybody minutes. Everybody else loves it. What's wrong with you? And then I remember with Michelle would be next to me and all of a sudden the person in front of her would take, who would be about 6'2", would take his daughter or a little son and put it on his shoulders. So he it's, went from 6'2 to 9'. it on his shoulders. Yeah. So... So Michelle couldn't see the fireworks. So I'm thinking, how do we get around this? So I thought maybe, you know, and, and I looked at the dessert parties and, you know, the, the desserts are all well and good. I mean, they're okay. But the advantage is that you don't have to stand in one place forever and wait for the fireworks and pray and hope that there's not going to be, you know, Shaquille O'Neal in front of you uh, when you're going to watch the fireworks. So the, the um, dessert party gives you the opportunity to not have to do that. And there's a spot waiting for you. You can go five, 10 minutes before the fireworks start and you don't have people breathing down your neck, especially these days, but we still have a pandemic on. Um, so yeah, so I like the dessert parties. They're not cheap, but sometimes as a friend of mine would say, you just throw money at the problem and you can <laughs> get away with it. Who so says I, that? I'm, I'm looking forward to the dessert parties. How much does that cost? Uh, the, the, I believe I did What's see. What's the range, you th think? There, so let me do this quickly. There are three types of dessert parties for the Magic Kingdom. There's a pre-fireworks, post, pre-fireworks, during the fireworks, and post-fireworks party. The I won't go through. The, the differences is that the... The, during the fireworks, you're on the Tomorrowland Terrace sitting down watching the fireworks. The pre one is that you have the dessert party before the fireworks, and then you can go in front of the plaza. There's a special area that you can just sit and, and we've sat on the, the grass watching the fireworks. The prices range 
I believe they range from the high 70s to the low 100s, like around 75, 78 to about 106. Yeah, let me just say at one of them, we were sitting right next to Neil Patrick Harris and his family. So just putting that out there. Oh, so you you could be a star sighting while you're there? Yes. You look at the stars while you're there? Yes, and his kids are misbehaving. Oh, come on. Kids are never misbehaving at Disney. That's not, that's not fair. Melting down. Did did Neil put his child it on its on his shoulders? <laughs> he handled I, I approved of the way he handled it. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh Mike, let's switch over to Epcot. Is there anything exciting happening in that part? Uh, besides the big barriers up on the walls everywhere. Those big well, walls everywhere. Yeah, that that's the thing, Chris. So if anyone listening has been to Epcot over the last year, um, They've noticed that then they walk in, there are these huge walls and barriers that you come across after you passed, uh, after you pass um, Spaceship Earth. It's like walking around the world, so to speak, to get from Spaceship Earth to World Showcase. You have to go around the world. You have to go down towards Living Seas or you have to go down towards where the uh, customer service area is. Uh, those walls are coming down. Um, the uh, walkways are now being cleared. Um, they may have already been cleared as, as of this podcast so that you can walk straight through. Um, they now uh, you walk past what used to be Mouse Gear and the Electric Umbrella is now known as the Creations Shop and also um, the new Connections Eatery and the Connections Cafe. There's a... Um, question as to whether or not they're going to continue with something they were planning to build behind Spaceship Earth near where the that board used to be that would have all the uh, the waiting times. There was supposed to be some sort of a uh, floor, uh, kind of a, uh, I don't know how to describe it, a pastor, pastoral scene of some kind where it would be a celebration of Moana. I don't know if that's going to still be there things are like in transition all the time but i'm curious to see about that one of the things i wanted to mention is that the connections eatery in the cafe uh it's going to be a, a pretty much an upgrade from what we used to see with the uh electric umbrella uh as, as far as i know it's going to have uh, uh it's going to have asian italian and uh french sort of menus as well as you know your basic burgers and fries and, and things like that um, so it'll be interesting to see what's going to be there. One of the other interesting things is that the, I don't think the electric umbrella served this. They will be serving beer and wine and cocktails as well. So that's, that's a little interesting kind of sidebar. So mm. look for those walls to come down either as of right now or in another week or so. We don't think of fast food and cocktails as going together, but my mind is open. Well, doesn't Shake Shack have like locations where you can get a beer while you're having your burger? So, and is Shake Shack considered fast food? I don't know. Uh, yeah, there. beer is one thing. Cocktail is another. You okay. know, a mixed drink. I think of like a martini or. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> James Bond <laughs> walks in there. Martini shake not stirred. Billy, you want a whiskey sour with your fries? You're going yeah. up to the fast food order and saying, "No, I want two olives, not one." Yeah. <laughs> no. Shaken. Not stirred. Um, speaking of food in Epcot, uh, breakfast is being served now at the uh, Flower and Garden starting at 8.30 in the morning. Is that right, Mike? Yes. The, the, I don't know if it's on all the locations, but the outdoor, the quote, the outdoor kitchens 
uh, are now going to start serving breakfast. And I don't know why that's so. Uh, it could be because they are opening up Epcot a lot earlier as we get into April, May, and June. Uh, I, I think this- People uh, can't get on the attractions. Yeah, yeah. So they need so something they want to, to do. They want you to spend money. So the Flower and Garden Festival, I think goes to July 1st. So they've got a lot of time to uh, make make use and, and really uh, test to see if this idea is a good idea. Hmm, interesting. Michelle, what's next? Oh, well, uh, this one is exciting because as much as I've enjoyed the Disney cast members who have stepped in and taken over in some of the restaurants and, and countries, it looks like the cultural representatives from the actual countries are going to return this summer to places like Norway, Canada, the UK, Germany, and Italy. So, um, so I'm excited because I think we would all agree that that is one of the things that makes that part of the, the park so special to be able to to chat with folks and hear about where they live and how they like the U.S. or yeah, whatever. So yeah, I think I mentioned my Via Napoli issue when it was like Becky from Tallahassee is ser- serving, you know, my meal. It's just yeah, it's it's. We actually met. I've had a couple of waiters from Viennapoli that we've friended, and they've actually friended me on Facebook. So, like, you get to meet these people from all over the world and keep touch even after. So, it'll be fun to sort of get those connections again. Um, and then, speaking of people from another planet, Mike, Earthling, Star Lord um, Mike, yeah, Star Lord Mike. So, the big news, the big. The big thing is the um, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind attraction is getting ready to be open. There are previews that will be starting. They're act- I believe they're even doing cast member previews within a week or two, if not already. And there will be annual pass holder and DVC um, previews in May. Uh, I also uh, think that uh, the official day i believe it's going to be memorial day weekend so there could be some soft openings but it's a big deal because it's the it's the largest indoor roller coaster in the world it um will have uh it, it's inside a building where you can fit four spaceship earths so that's how big the track is um the uh the interesting thing is that the ride vehicles for this attraction uh have you have individual seats with the uh, lap bar? I don't know if there's a shoulder thing, but the the vehicle goes back. It's like a 180. It's got a 180 turn radius, and I think it's because of certain scenes that you'll see throughout the ride. It's in the dark. Uh, you begin in this area called the Gal, the Galaxarium, which is like a planetarium, but it's a different scene of the galaxy. Um, this is a big deal. It's probably going to be the most popular attraction in the Walt Disney World Resort this summer. Um, it's a very expensive, a very, very expensive attraction. I've read articles that claim it costs $500 million. I, I don't know if I believe that, but it's going to be expensive. And, you know, one more note before we move on. I think it may be the only attraction in Walt Disney World that may be worth the price of a lightning lane if it's all that it's supposed to be, it might be worth that lightning lane. It, I don't know if it'll be worth waiting two hours, but that's another attraction, Chris and Michelle, where I think the lines are going to be historic. Well, it's interesting. I think uh, 
It used to be you, when you would go first into Epcot, you'd have to decide whether you were going to do Test Track or Soren with the with the lines. I think it's going to be uh, Ratatouille and Guardians of the Galaxy. People are going to race to either of those. Because, I mean, you've seen the Ratatouille has been packed in the morning. So it's going to be interesting to see that they finally have another draw that pulls people from the other lines. So, so all right, we're going to move on to – well, actually, I'm going to move on to uh, – we talked about the flower and garden. We're going to move on to the food and wine festival dates have been announced. And those are going to be July 14th through November 19th. Um, we've always enjoyed food and wine. I forego, foregoed. What's the past tense? <laughs> I've previously foregone. Um, I don't know. Uh, making reservations. Skipped, skipped, skipped over. <laughs> reservations uh, to, to just go and, and sample things all around. Um, it was interesting my wife got a thing for hard cider and canada would have flights of hard cider that she would love to go try and different wines from different around the world uh and different foods so we would do that a lot and probably was a lot more fun for us so i don't know about you guys if you enjoy it as much as i do i'm all about keeping festivals all year long i think it's especially if they change it up i think it's really really cool so uh the only thing though is i refuse to go i get there at 11 and i'm out mm -hmm. by two because after that that's when the people start to be a little crazy and the crowds start to be a little crazy so if i'm if i'm mm -hmm. going to, to taste the, the foods or drink some wine i do it by really early so you're having your your breakfast wine <laughs> You're gonna have some eggs and a and a and no, a bottle. I would, would have already had my hard breakfast cider. wine, of course. Yeah, right, of course. <laughs> I know. Well, you're on vacation, right? It's allowed. That's the rule, and there's no calories. Um, all right. Why don't we do a, a, a park shift to uh, the Hollywood Studios, Michelle? Anything going on over there? Well, I know Mike has mentioned this many times. Fantasmic may be coming back hopefully soon, and um, I think Pocahontas is going to be swapped out with Moana. Is that what it is, Michael? Um, that's what the rumor is. Mm -hmm. I don't know uh, exactly when Phantasmic would be brought back, but uh, I would guess that just like everything else, they want everything at 100% uh, by June the latest. But yes, the, I've heard that the Pocahontas uh, uh, section of that um, attraction, that nighttime spectacular, is... Uh, is going to be changed. So I'm looking forward to that. I really miss Fantasmic. Mm -hmm. I really like it, especially the ending. I love it. Oh, well, all right. So uh, how about the Animal Kingdom, Mike? Anything there? Um, well, let's see. As far as I know, the um, the uh, Animal Kingdom will be celebrating Earth Day um, between April 18th and the 24th. And uh, there will be some... Uh, special things going on i know that they they're planning on having a special sand sculpture there will be certain food offerings um that will be uh uh given to guests during the that time you know it's i think it's it's something that a lot of people forget about earth day and when it was started a long time ago and i think it's a it's a it's a nice gesture on on Disney's part to remind us by having a special day in the animal kingdom yeah but what does sand sculptures and food have to do with earth day <laughs> <laughs> I'm missing the connection. It, it creates awareness. Okay. Awareness. I don't know. Maybe if I have an Earth Day well, ice cream. Well, let sure. let me let me qualify it. The sand sculpture will be to promote a new. Uh, I believe it's a new film called Polar Bears. 
Okay. So yeah, this polar bears made of sand. So all right. All so right. it's a it's promotion for a movie as opposed to highlighting Earth Day. Well, I got it. it okay. The, it's all the about polar, the making sales. The polar bears uh, movie will stream for just one day on Disney Plus. It will be st- streaming on Earth Day on Disney Plus. Okay. okay. All right. You told all right. us. All right. There you go. Uh, also, uh, returning finally is Finding Nemo, The Big Blue and Beyond, which is going to open back up on Memorial Day weekend. I wonder if they're changing the show around or have they made any, or they're just going to go back to the old original. That'll be interesting to see if they, they do anything. Another, another favorite. Love that show. Yeah, that was good. Michelle? Well, Kite Tales, I think, is uh, still going on. It's going to have more frequent shows, but shorter shows. And I'm still... I'm still laughing at the the kite that we saw that face planted, blue face planted. I, I'm sorry. I felt bad for the cast members, but it was, it was hilarious. It still makes Aww. me laugh. So, um, no, it's cute. It's, you know, it's if you want a little sit in the sun for a few minutes. I, I definitely, if they do it the same way, I'd recommend to people that they sit over near the Finding Nemo Theater because right. um, the performers who are in the stands are over there and they're not over near um expedition Everest. so right right it's cute no it's cool it's worth hey it. look, look it's um you know you, anything you, is a little you bit better you didn't see it or you did see it i can't remember i have not seen it no yeah um yeah. so it's all fine but um all right mike so what do you say let's like do a couple little components that we haven't talked about that maybe you're interested in talking about yeah, I think we're all interested in it, and I'm thinking that some of our listeners are interested in a few things. I think we could just go down. I think we have a little list, and I'll, I'll start off with the first one. Um, I know that the parking lot trams for the Magic Kingdom have been in operation for about a month, um, but I don't recall hearing anything about the Epcot Studios or um, Animal Kingdom trams working. I would guess that they're going to be coming back online sometime before the big summer push. So that's one thing I'm looking forward to finding out. Interesting. Well, yeah, but you, you don't use the terms. I know. I hate them. <laughs> well, you're looking forward to it. Okay. Some people might need them, you know, physically, yes. you know. Oh, yeah. it's, well, it's Talking about physically, yeah, I guess I could use them, but just <laughs> climbing in and out and they're so, I don't know, I think the proximity to people and stuff is just, I don't know. I, I don't know. Be- to me, it's like the, the little, I don't know, appetizer for the, the day. I start yeah. to get excited as we're rolling up there. So. so Mike doesn't like crowds and being around people as he's dr- going into Magic Kingdom or Epcot where there are thousands of people. Sounds like somebody I know in New Jersey. I'm well, the look, portrait of hypocrisy. I was going to say, look, I know that I'm going to be in a bunch of crowds. I, I just li- like the fact that he doesn't want crowds on the way into the parks. He'll deal with them when he's there. So well, it all starts with the parking space that he's given. That's where it all starts. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, you pay a little extra, Mike, and get up close. No privacy at all around here. Throw money at the front. Well... Um, speaking of crowds, I, I absolutely hate the parades in the Magic Kingdom, Mike, because I can't get anywhere into parks. I can't get around. There's people always just sitting in the wrong spots. Um, is there any updates on the parades, Mike? Well, the, the, the daytime parade at the Magic Kingdom has returned. I think one of the I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of a nighttime parade is going to be um, 
coming forth. And I haven't seen anything on that usually uh, during the summer and actually most of the year. Uh, well, actually, when the park operating hours goes to, goes to about 10 or 11, you usually have two parade shows. Um, I don't know what's going on if they're not going to have any nighttime parades, but uh, I would love to, to hear about that, be it Spectral Magic, be it, um, I don't know, what's the other one, the the Electrical Light Parade. I'd like to uh, I'd like to see them return. I think it adds a lot to the Walt Disney World experience, especially with the prices these days. So, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'll be searching for that over the next week or so. Of course, your favorite, the dessert parties. Uh, what, any info uh, on the dessert parties at Epcot and Hollywood Studios? Uh, I have not seen anything for Epcot yet. With Harmonious, uh, you would think that they would be um, uh, pushing for that. The um, Hollywood Studios dessert party, uh, in the past, Michelle and I have gone to the uh, the one for the Star Wars presentation. I don't, uh, I don't know what's going on with that either, but uh, I would guess that because the Magic Kingdom has brought back theirs, uh, I think that the Epcot and the Hollywood Studios uh, flavors of the dessert parties will probably be coming soon, but I'm, I'm looking to see if that's going to be announced in the next month or so. Okay. Um, our favorite subject, uh, the Genie, Genie Plus, Lightning Lane issue. Uh, is there any like changes to the system that have happened over the, like, have they been learning from this? Uh, I, I don't know. And the reason why I thought it'd be good to just mention that, Chris, is that I think that as we get further and further along into April, especially the third and fourth week of April, when the school I think vacation. the yeah yes Michelle the 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 school vacations are going to bring a lot more people down. There will be historic lines for those two weeks, and I think that you know I, I don't think that Mickey is deaf. I don't think he's blind. I think that he will hear stuff. I think he will see stuff, and I think Mickey be Mickey by that I mean the the powers that be are going to look at stuff and maybe hear complaints and read complaints and maybe they'll figure out something to uh, improve upon the genie plus slash lightning lane issues that we've seen. So I, I expect that there will be changes. Um, maybe it's wishful thinking, but all three of us have seen what has come about with this change without the fast pass and, and it's it's not good, so we'll see. Yeah. No, it hasn't been good at all. But um, I'm just going to keep asking you, Mike. Uh, in Epcot, there's a Moana celebration update? Yeah, we talked about it earlier in the show. After, uh, past Spaceship Earth, there was supposed to be some kind of a display or something I read about a long time ago that they were planning to do in celebration of uh, uh, to, just to put more, more um, uh, pastoral scenes or, or more trees and more vegetation around um, uh, Epcot, and I believe that was supposed to be uh, something that would be dedicated to Moana. It's part of the World Celebration Area. That area of Epcot will be known as World Celebration Area. So that was mentioned about a year ago, and I haven't seen anything yet, and then it may have been scratched from the from the uh, plan, so I'll be keeping an eye out for that. Okay. Um, here's a question. Uh, Mary Poppins experience, dead or alive, Mike? Um, I feel like I'm 
taking over. Um, no, I want you to. You, you're the guy that keeps up on this stuff. Michelle and I don't. So, so have that sound effect ready, Chris. Um, <laughs> according to Bob Chapek, the Mary Poppins experience is not off the boards. Um, there was a rumor that that was going to be squashed, but he has said recently within the last several weeks that he has set aside a budget for that area behind the United Kingdom. Uh, so there may still be some Mary Poppins, um, which was actually Michelle's one of Michelle's favorite movies, if not favorite movie. And I think it's going to be uh, uh, something to watch too. So if, hmm. ready again, Chris, if Bob Chappick says it's going to be gone, maybe it is. We'll see. All right. All right. And finally, the thing I could care less about, like the Disney Cruise Line, any updates on on that debacle? I all I'm thinking is that there will be, as we sort of try to escape from this pandemic, the COVID nineteen protocols for all the cruise lines, especially the Disney Cruise Lines, will probably be changing. So um, I know that uh, Michelle and I will be curious to see what type of announcements come about with the Disney Cruise Line, and we probably will be able to report on that within a couple of weeks uh, probably no more than a month or two before we hear from them so i think there are a lot of people out there who are interested in that there are a lot of people who are uh, ready to go on the wish there are a lot of people who are ready to get back to cruising of course it's not going to be fun if you have to walk around with a mask and you can't do this and you can't do that and so we'll we'll see I, we're looking forward to hearing from the disney cruise line on that i actually don't think it'll be that bad walking around with a mask it's not like you're running in the sun anywhere you're in a theater or you're walking to dinner or a show or something like that i don't think it'll be bad yeah we'll see we'll see and also we'll see michelle if there's going to be some kind of requirement to prove of your vaccination status before you enter the boat i'm interested in the countries like whether or not i'm going to want to get off in some of the countries um yeah depending on what their protocols have been or their status one of them is saint thomas so that's u.s virgin islands but It'll be, it'll be interesting. Well, yes. wow. I think we've got, we covered a lot. I mean, obviously the one big elephant in the room has been uh, the, um, the Disney's reaction to the don't say gay bill down in Florida. Uh, we don't have time to discuss it today, but I think it's definitely something we should discuss in the future. I'm sure most people are discussing it because there's been a talk of a boycott, which, you know, would help so much with the lines in the summer, Mike. So um, if they're boycotting, so, but uh, that's 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 a conversation for another day. We've we've taken up uh, our listeners' time way too much, and so uh, it's going to wrap this up for this episode of Mickey Miles and More. If you want to reach out to us, send us a message on Twitter at Mickey Miles Pod. For Dr. Michelle Scribner McLean, Mike Scopa, the Dean of Disney, I'm Chris Aliopoulos. We'll see you on the road and in the parks. We hope you enjoyed listening to today's episode of the Mickey Miles and More podcast. For all of us here at the Mickey Miles and More podcast, this is Rick Gray saying thanks for listening and all your support. And until next time, we'll see you on the road.